Lefoy Studios in Johnston proper. You are live from the path. To live from the path, coming from the Pathway Studios here in Johnston proper. Hey, hey, sit down. <laughs> I am. I am. There's no walking around allowed. <laughs> It hadn't started yet. Okay. Put love it on Mike. Okay. I love Mike. Mike and I have a very interesting relationship that we've developed over the last like 16 years, and he likes to make fun of me a lot. If you could tell from the last 500 episodes of the show, uh-huh. and so every once in a while, when he just gets laughing at my expense, I just decide to hug him. Yeah, and it's the worst thing I could do to him because like he would just oh, yeah. relish in the fact of me going, "Well, you're dumb too." <laughs> He'd just love it, but if I come over and hug him, he's like, "No, get away." So right. it's it's heaping coal on my enemies. Genuine, genuine torture. Because that's what that means, right? Yeah. I'm going to a quick vote just yep. in the room. I got to make sure I'm right about this. So before I come to the show, my daughter comes up to me and goes, Dad, check out this cool phrase. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> you, you want a nick a sig, bro? I'm like, a what? <laughs> What's that? She's like, it's a, it's a cool way to say cigarette. A nick a cig, <laughs> like a nicotine yeah. a cig, right? Oh, I thought I, you were saying steal a cigarette. Yeah, no. that's what I thought. No, 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 no. A, a nick a cig is the nick cool way to say. Nick a cig is the full noun yeah. for cigarette. Yeah, I said that is the dorkiest way <laughs> to represent a cigarette ever known. <laughs> yeah. And I said, but uh, she goes, what do you know? <laughs> you know, you can't be trusted. I said, I'll ask some people. Yeah. So like, it's a quick vote. Mm. Like the opposed to, I'll give you some other options. You can call them a heater or a, or a dart. Yeah, no. you know, there's a there's a lot of ways to refer to a cigarette. Can I can I burn a heater off you? Yeah, yeah. can I burn a heater? Yeah, okay. So, I feel like I feel like a smoke is the coolest way to put it. Yeah, like let me snag a smoke. Yeah, you want to burn one? That's right. a cool way to say it. Yes, I think yeah. smoke is the coolest way to say if that's the noun that represents cigarette. But like, hey man, you want you want a nicotine? <laughs> I mean, I'd just be careful saying those words. No, just yeah. Sounds bad. yeah, you could go. Sounds like it could go real bad. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. No, yeah, yeah. If you're garbled at all in that pronunciation, it's rough. Yeah, none of those words have ever really, uh, ever come out of my mouth. So I don't even know how to process this. I mean, Dan, have you ever put a cigarette to your mouth? Though never. I was going to say I didn't. Have 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 people offered you and you had to turn it down? Mm, Maybe when you were younger. My dad used to smoke, and I would steal them and I'd burn them, but I'd never smoke them. I just thought they were fun to make you know play fire and go out. I thought you were just spitefully going, "No, Dad, you can't have cigarettes anymore," and we're just running away with them. Well, I tried to tell him that too. That didn't. Ah, That's fair. That didn't work. (laughs) Old backwoods justice. I had friends who smoked. I mean, all the things. You know, I just. Just, I took your camels, Dad. It's <laughs> <is> justified. <laughs> I feel like the Mike filters had, off your Marlboro. <laughs> I feel like Mike, we, we might have done that. Like yeah. we might have got a, a, like Dad. Dad should quit smoking, so we took his cigarettes and like broke them. Like a like a. I, I may have done that. Yeah, yeah. I, I, once or twice. Yeah, I don't. Uh, oh, he was gosh. real. He was real man. He should have been. Like yeah. there's a lot of money in cigarettes. Yeah. <laughs> my, my dad got him at the was it the PX? Is that the the military base thing? Yeah, whatever it's called. He get him real cheap there, so he'd come home with boxes of them. <laughs> Hey, and you'd steal them and, and burn them. Well, not all of them. I mean, I mean but once in a while, I hey, take a carton from Dad. Where'd you get that box of Nicosigs? <laughs> no, <laughs> smokes. Hey, th- this is a good question for the complaint line five one five five one seven zero zero eight five. Call or text. Have you ever tried to like? Where you got up the gumption to go execute some sort of justice, and you were like wrong. <laughs> like you took the oh. wrong stance. 
Uh, or you like, I'm finally going to do something about this. And it just, it turned out that you missed the mark. Either it wasn't really a problem and you overreacted or, uh, you, you overdid it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Can, oh no. Oh no. Do you think of one? I, d- oh. yeah. <laughs> okay. Hit me. It was a, oh, I don't, it's probably not in the right vein, but like there was a girl that I, I was smitten with yeah. in high school and, uh, she, she made up a pretty, uh, elaborate story about how a fella was, was, was bad to her. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I took that upon myself because I was real angry about it, <laughs> and I was like, no. "I'm, I'm going to prove my fealty to this woman, yeah, uh, by taking out the trash." She will love you. <laughs> and uh, and so I confronted the fella, and it turned out it was just a bold face lie. Oh, like no. he, he had done none of these things, and I mean, I was, I was like in his face, uh-huh. slammed him up against a locker, like I may have threatened to like basically like chew his face off, like it was bad. <laughs> And like I'm not a tough guy by any means, but like if you don't know me well enough, I can look scary. Uh-huh. And I scared the crap out of this dude. Yeah. Uh-huh. Turned out it was all a lie, and she like felt bad about it after like two weeks. She came clean to me. She was like, "Yeah, all that stuff was fake. I just I was I was trying to start drama, blah blah blah, all this different crap." I was trying so to it, start drama. it turned out that like she did, and uh, and yeah. I, I became friends with the guy eventually. But like it was it was pretty stressed for a bit. Are you still <laughs> friends with him? Uh, I don't even know his name, to be honest with oh. you. I just know he exists. Do you keep bringing him the candy alive. cigarettes? Here, <laughs> right. my friend. Hey, man, snag a smoke. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, my, my seven-year-old, I'd gotten like a... I, the, it, have you guys tried this spiced Coke? No. No. Oh. What? Coke, Coke, came, Coke came out with, they call it a permanent flavor. So, you know, they do these fly-by-night flavors of the Coca-Cola. Yeah. Uh, this was like a new permanent flavor. It's called spiced Coke. It's supposed to have like a bit of a spice to it and hints of raspberry. I don't care about hints of raspberry, but I thought a little bit of spice. Almost like a red hot. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. I did it didn't it's not very spicy. Like oh. I wasn't I didn't expect it to like burn your tongue or anything, but I thought it had a little bit of kick red to it. Red hot could have a little maybe possible. Like uh, big red in a drink? What's uh, happening here? I, I thought it was supposed to be more like a ginger, maybe. Oh, okay. Like, like winter spice without some of the winter. Anyway, I get one <laughs> I, and I had it in the truck and I went to go pick up uh my seven year old and her friend from uh church activity. And uh, we're about like halfway home, and she goes, "Hey, Dad, let me get a hit off that Coke." <laughs> <laughs> Did you have to take a stock and be like, "Am I doing this right or am I doing this wrong?" Here's the thing: it, it was late at night. It was late enough that she certainly shouldn't have had a caffeinated beverage. But like, it was so funny, I had to do it. I'm like, I have to reward this behavior. I'm sorry, yes, you may have one. You win. <laughs> and then her friend's like, "Hey, can I have a drink?" I'm like, "No, you didn't." You didn't ask. Yeah, right. have a drink is not nearly as cool as. Hey, Dad, let me get a hit off let that me coke. Get a hit off that coke. <laughs> you oh, jab man. turkey. Let me see that coke. <laughs> okay. Anyway, if you've, uh, I'm interested in your stories of um, misplaced street justice. No, We're like, you finally. Man. I'm not going to take this anymore. And uh, now, hey, speaking of someone. Okay, one quick story, and then we got to move on. The stories aren't good today, so uh, I'm buying some time. It's been mainly my story so far. I had. I dated like nobody in high school. <gasps> what? Like no one. I, just, no. I was I was an enigma. <laughs> they didn't. Ladies were even afraid to ask. <laughs> so, we don't know how to place that fella. So, but but somehow I can't remember. Mike dated, <laughs> uh, and so I think, I think one woman. I'm still married to her. Yes, yeah, still. <laughs> I yeah, say, you made it seem like he was a real Casanova versus you. <laughs> no, it was. And my twin dated, but I didn't. What was, was wrong with it me? It was one woman. But anyway, somehow we ended up on some kind of like double date where I think his. Oh, no. I think his lady found me a lady, and so we went to a movie or whatever. And somehow, in casual conversation, this girl mentions that she's got a breast cancer. Whoa, that's young. But yeah, super young, right? 
And so, uh, I don't know. I'm like, oh, wow, that's real rough. And uh, But she said, well, I'm, I'm not really sharing whatever. And then I worked at a gas station in the kitchen. And two days later, this girl's mom comes in. And I go, I give her her pizza or something. And I'm like, hey, I'm very sorry to hear about your daughter. Something or other. <laughs> and I explain. Uh, she's, she doesn't, her, she, her face is not registering. And so, yeah. I, so I explain. She's never heard of this in her life. This person oh. has lied to me. What? This, and, and give me the impression that they have breast cancer. <laughs> Holy. And it is, it is such an awkward situation. Now, yeah. I, I didn't even bring it back up with her. I didn't even be like, hey, why did you tell me this? <laughs> hey, remember when you lied about a cancer diagnosis? Because, because at, the, like, at the time, I thought, like, what, where is this going to go? Right. Because here's what, here's what I'll also tell you. This, this, this girl was uh, more attractive than someone who should be dating me anyway. And so I thought... Like, I, this was not going anywhere regardless. That was her way of saying, stay away from my private parts? I guess. I guess. <laughs> I've never hated a phrase more than that, Dan. <laughs> it's, it's I'm this, just saying. This week's episode shirt. <laughs> <laughs> stay away from my private parts. <laughs> um, but anyway, I, that was... I've, I've, I've been more embarrassed, probably, but not certainly... Uh, that, a that woman making do, up a cancer diagnosis for yeah. you to... Oh, that's to stay away. <laughs> it felt super weird. Did Mike? Did, had I told you that story? No, I okay. didn't know anything about this. Yeah, Mike know, was sitting over with the same lady he's yeah. married okay. to. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was super awkward. Anyway, I don't wow. want. I don't know. I, maybe that's if you have got a story about. Hey, man, someone. I mean, really tried to pull one over on me, like an outrageous lie that puts you in a weird situation. I'm interested in that kind of level of gossip as well. Oh gosh, no, no names though. Let's keep yeah. it keep it biblical. <laughs> You should, Here's the thing: I do this with my kids way too often. <laughs> mean, right? Like I will walk into a room and assume I knew what went down, and like immediately they accuse the kids of malfeasance. Yeah. And then like, and then they explain it to me. I'm like, ah, dang it, yeah, that pretty, sounds pretty reasonable. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Never I guess mind. that makes sense. Yeah, actually, I stopped asking. So, what did your mom say though? Because <laughs> I thought I actually don't want to know. I, do, I, I don't need to know that. It's part. only going to muddy the waters. Oh, Everybody's wrong. All right, you're listening to Life from the Path. There was an article in the, uh, oh, man. There was an article in the New York Post. It's always a good start. It says, women are loving men who embrace baby girl vibe. And ditched, what, is, what was that? Baby what? Women are loving men who embrace baby girl vibe and baby ditch girl vibe. toxic masculinity. Okay. Oh, oh so they're, okay. they're fembots. Okay, here we go. Being so baby girl. Hey, you know Dan's here today, right? I don't. All right. I can't. I don't know when Dan's going to show up. Just give me those softballs, baby. (laughs) Three seconds in, he's talking about fembots, so let's see where this goes. (laughs) Where's my shirt? (laughs) Stay stay away from my parts. Um, uh, A uh, a 26-year-old, 6'5 man isn't what comes to mind for most Americans when they think of a baby girl, but it is for Gen Z. what's What's the age range for Gen Z nowadays? Oh, Z would be like... 16 and up okay. uh, to like, I think, 25, 26. Uh, Jacob Elordi, 26, was deemed so baby girl during his promotion as host of Saturday Night Live in January when musical get, I don't care. Uh, the Australian actor has joined the ranks of other heartthrobs, including Pedro Pascal, Timothy Chalamet, and the White Lotus actor Leo Woodall, Booba's favorite, being associated with the moniker. A new definition of the term baby girl has recently been adopted, remaining as a term of endearment, but expanding to include a specific type of swoon-worthy man. Ready? Uh-huh. Let's see if you fit these qualities. Um, okay, go. A man who is baby girl comes across as sweet, check. Charming, double check. A bit bashful and seemingly in touch with their feminine side. That's three. Who are these checks for? Me. Okay. What, is the, what does your feminine side mean? What does it mean? 
Like if you're in touch with your feminine, your feminine I, traits, like things that don't come to mind with how m- most people believe in masculinity. We don't believe in that anymore. Yeah, it's yeah stupid. Mike, you don't have him, so okay. Sorry, this could continue be confusing. On. Yeah. You in any social situation, uh, your feminine side is not in touch. Okay, well, here's. I think this is the qualifier: ready to talk about their feelings or carry a purse to brunch at any point. Again, uh, that was on the same point. Yes. Ready to talk about their feelings, which I don't know if it's particularly feminine. No. Like, I get it. I, I, I get I understand. But like uh, ready to carry a purse to brunch at any point seems like a real leap. Wait, right. Ready to you talk mean, about your feelings is feminine to a dad that like went to World War One. Wait a minute. Are you talking about carrying a purse for somebody else? No. Uh, no. no. Or it's my purse. Purse you of yourself. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's just, it's just practical. Bag? It says it's exactly what women want and men want to become. The antithesis of toxic macho masculinity. They don't want that. No, that is so dumb. I don't think anybody wants that. No, I, you know. Okay, and we were talking about this a little bit uh, before the show started, and I think this is important. This is important from um, from a biblical w- worldview that we don't allow um, language to be misused. Yeah. Um, so most of the men, you could even start in the United States, but you expand it to the world doesn't matter to me. Uh, vast majority of men uh, are working hard and providing for their family, or the primary caregivers in their families. That's true. That's true in most yeah, right. in most of the world. Yep. Um, uh, very few men actually uh, physically assault uh, each other, even to start. Although that's higher than the amount of times of which they're assaulting women and children. Yep. Does it? Do, do, do have, can people do that? Sure. Uh, does it happen the other direction? Yes, of course. Of course. Um, and so. Um, do most men have um, uh, hold most of the corporate jobs? In the United States, that's true, but it's barely true anymore. Um, but also, more men, um, almost all men who are who are uh, in combat, almost all pe- soldiers in combat are men. Mm-hmm. Um, people who are doing the work, like on the oil rigs, like constru- like construction jobs, things that wear trades in general. Yeah, wear out your body in blue collar trades. Most of these are men. Um, who are who are doing these type of things, things to pay for their uh, uh, to help provide for their family? Mm-hmm. Um, the, the 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 key things where you're like there were very like toxic men who significantly mistreated people and like king think kings and things. How many how many people were kings? Not how many men were kings, but how many people were kings? Very few. Right. And everybody and every man who wasn't the king was in the same downtrodden situation under poverty level, serving the king, stamping his wheat. Doing all this stuff, like as the impoverished women and children, and so like th- this this view of the toxic nature of a, being a man, the traits of a man, uh, it's bogus. It's it's a bogus rendering of the world. Like it's a very shallow. It basically took one small brush uh, and it painted an entire gender with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and and frankly, it. Uh, I, I was thinking about this example today because uh, I'd read this article earlier in the day. And and even the types of things that we think are toxic masculine, like oh, like protection. Oh, it's it's a it's a man. It's a it's a man would be like that, and feels like he's got to protect everything and everyone. Like, where do we get this mama bear thing from? Isn't isn't that the same trait? Mm-hmm. Except except we agree that it's okay for a lady to do it because of she's protecting your children. We're like, and that's empowered. It's righteous for a woman to do it, but somehow it's it's toxic for a man to do it in the sphere is most likely protecting his 
his family right. or his property. Chauvinistic or, because they believe that the man is is protecting because he has a belief that the woman couldn't do it. Whereas a woman is is not that way. She's just not thinking that way at all. She's just being protected. Right. So, so we're impressed with it. That seems to be a pretty rough way to paint that. Right. And the, the point is, is that like um, there's all kinds of things where it is not the biblical narrative that men and women are so binary that they do not share traits. Like there are things that are dominant. There are things that are more likely to present themselves. There are matters of practicality. The strongest woman doesn't even yeah like uh, is of an arm wrestling champion against maybe the mid level man because of how their their bodies their physical bodies are built. These are practical applications. Uh, frankly, uh, most men are more willing to accept the uh, the the possibility that they're going to have to go die for their family or for the protection of the country in yep. war. Um, there's a, there's a level of uh, Idealism. There's a level of commitment uh, that that comes with that way of of how men have behaved. Um, I, I just like just because there are tox, there can be tox. I'll, I'll even allow the word just because there can be toxic people um, of any gender yeah. does not make everybody of that gender toxic. And frankly, it's it's actually um, it's disruptive to this um, kind of the fluidity of gender belief to basically re-binary people to go. If to be a woman, then I must act in these ways. Like you to, to be able to to gender swap or to like consider yourself like what you're expressing today. All you're saying is that like I have a very narrow belief of the traits that any given gender can have. And I will say, like I'll tell you, the biblical narrative actually doesn't allow for that. And our picture of God, although predominantly it's using masculine references, like there's many times of which we would, uh, if you're being very narrow minded about it would say a feminine trait, it totally belongs to God. God is a helper, mm-hmm. as a matter of fact. They share that with Eve. Right. Um, like, and that's a description of God. So, like, some of the um, – God is a, as a mother hen gathering mm-hmm. her brood together. Like, you recognize the picture. And so, like, it's, it's not that those qualities can't persist. Also, I don't know if you've met – I don't know of uh, – 3 BC Middle Eastern woman. This woman is something to be reckoned with. <laughs> right. Like, uh, I, don't, I don't know what yeah. you have in your There's mind. There's not a lack of strength there. Yes. Mm. And so um, I, 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 the reason this article stood out to me is, one, I don't know, I don't know who's, whose opinion it's representing. Like, who is it that's going, oh, yes, I would, I would really love a man who uh, could carry a purse to brunch at any point. I actually don't – I mean – if he has a man bag, what do I care? I, what are we? What are we talking about mm-hmm. <laughs> in relation to this? Men uh, should all men talk about their feelings? I think it's probably healthy. Yeah. They may not be wearing it on their sleeve, gossiping about it, or be the predominant thing of which they're discussing. But is it healthy to go? I feel a little bummed out. Yeah, these these are fine right. man traits. But um, I, I just the, the the phrase is is very lazy. It's very lazy. It's it's wrong. It's just flat out wrong. And so your rebellion against toxic masculinity is a straw man for for the most part. Like if you want to go hate on the guy who beat his wife who's in prison, you want to protest out the prison, I'm with you. I'll probably go do it with you. No problem. But like protesting every other dude who's just trying to <laughs> raise money and go work. Most most men are not doing jobs they love. Think about that. Right. I, how many, there's 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 a rare breed of, of person who's just you know what I really love corporate America and most people are working notional jobs and it's very difficult to recognize whether you're actually contributing positively in society, uh, but they're doing it they're willing to take that time and spend it doing something they don't love for the people who they do love. It's interesting to me because if I think about if I think about the situations of of, of the women in my life that I know that are. Content and thriving in their 
biblical gender role in their in their families, right? The the narrative that they have is being around men that they can trust and growing up with men that they can trust. And like mainly because those men are 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 falling in line with Jesus mm-hmm. and like are are doing what they need to do based off of the fact that they have a relationship with Christ, right? Like but like they 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 don't have problem. Like my wife, I, I don't know how to put this other than in my own situation, but like my wife, she talks about it all the time. She goes, I love the patriarchy. And I start laughing. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, what? And she goes, are you kidding me? She goes, you're six foot three and a monster. I never have to worry about being safe. Like I trust you in all safe situations. She goes like, you love me practically and take care of stuff. You fill my car up with gas. Like, you don't look at it and go, oh, you couldn't do this, and I'm doing something that you're not capable of. You go, I love you, and I know that you hate getting out of your car in the cold, and you're fine with it, so you do those things for me. And she's like, I'm served by the patriarchy because I have a man that's willing to do the traditional gender role things that a man would do in these kind of situations. And she goes, I love the patriarchy. I benefit from it so much. It's crazy how much I benefit from it. And I start laughing. I love that every time. But like, if you, if you blow that up and take a look at it from another perspective, it's like the, the, the women that I see that have such problems with, uh, masculinity have seen masculinity expressed in the worst ways. Sure. They've seen masculinity expressed like I've, I, the amount of women that I, that I hear of nowadays that have legitimate stories and like the vast majority of them do versus don't have stories of some kind of, uh, you know, sexual abuse or a, a, a problem with safety with the men mm-hmm. that they've encountered or in their lives. Like men are not across the board, but like they're rough situations, which most of the women that I've met have been assaulted in some way, emotionally, physically, verbally, whatever you want to look at it by men. And we, and it's huge. It's a paintbrush that paints across the gender. And it's, it, it's not like I would say it's not fair because there's certainly a, a level of society that that is a deserved thought process that like men suck in a lot of ways, statistically from women who have been hurt by men. But like, there's a way to do this right. And it has nothing to do with masculinity versus femininity. That's that's a wrong rendering of the problem. And like, of course, I'm going to look at it and go, the problem is men that don't follow Jesus. Like, that's the issue. Yeah, yeah. Here's the thing. Is As that, we would put that across any situation in which someone is not following Jesus. Domine- but this is another one. Like, domineering women is not masculine. No. It's absolutely Im- not. It's immature. And most of the time, domineering <laughs> women are just reacting mm-hmm. to men that they've, they can't, one, men that they can domineer, mm-hmm. and two, men that they've never been able to trust because the dudes are, are just flat out boobs in their life and are terrible, yeah. or historically speaking, have been idiots. And of course, they don't have the ability to not need to be domineering in their life because they've never met a man who is respectful or been with a man who is respectful and strong enough to be able to be a leader yeah. in his relationship, in his household, around the people around around him and his community, things like that. Yeah. I think that, like, even up to this point, like, the things that you're saying are so shallow, right? Like, like it's not even sustainable. Like, like people will enjoy a bashful person, like, once, right? (laughs) But then when you're like, hey, we need to either pay the water bill or we need to get this tire fixed, and we don't have money for both. Speak up. I need you in this conversation. I need you to help me. We're partnering together as a team. I, you can't just like smile and move your hair out of your face and then and then look at me. Like I need you to be present and in my life and I need you to help me decide what we're going to do. And like 
I mean, are you going to be like, look, he's a uh, he's not real straightforward. He's not partnering with me to do this this life together. He won't he's won't take charge of much. But every once in a while, he brings a purse to brunch, and I'm just swooning. You know what I'm saying? They called it rusting. They said heterosexual women, especially Gen Zers, are rusting, romanticizing and lusting after men they consider to be baby girl. It's like, wow, that house is pretty, but there's no foundation to it. There's nothing that holds it up. And the second winds blow, that thing topples. Yeah, this is the same true with the internet industry that surrounds men, right? Like you, like the, 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 the internet is chock full of ladies that dudes will want to look at. But, if, but half of them, if you wanted to talk to them for any amount of time, like they're not your people. You have nothing to talk about. There's nothing of value in that relationship apart from you stealing what doesn't belong to you. Yeah, and, and we're, we're we're talking about caricatures though here. This so right. ego said. I think the definition of what is masculine is changing. Adam Cohen Asletai, director of to- I don't, matchmaking service, said the interesting description. Some traditional norms are shifting. Masculinity today is not about being a tough guy, but about being honest, respectful, protective, and emotionally expressive. I mean, hold on. Uh, that's how I would see right. a man. Yes, all, all men. Right. Like if you're, and uh, I don't know what being. I mean, we're saying if you by being tough, that disqualifies you from being honest, respectful, protective. <laughs> and here's let me tell you something about emotionally expressive. Um, it's just not to everybody. Right. It's not to everybody. These like most of the guys that I know who like if you ask their wife, their wives will tell you what that man is feeling. Yeah. Everybody else around you, probably even his kids, maybe even some of his really good friends, you may not know the things that that man is dealing with. But like when he's having trouble sleeping at night or getting up early in the morning or he's not eating the way he always did, his wife knows something is going on. And I, he's not he's not probably overselling it, but you'll know, he, she, his wife knows. Right. He's not lewd about it. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like there's a bit of, of, of it's just it's almost lewd to, to like vomit. Your emotions all over everybody, right? Like they go to trusted people, and like I, right, I yeah. totally understand, like men or women for, uh, for in for that example, like just like you you are vulnerable with people you can be vulnerable with, yeah. And like I think that maybe maybe for a characteristic of dude, like the circle's just smaller, yes. Like I, I'm just not going to give that information to everybody. Um, because once again, like uh, you know, you could see that it could be perceived, and it could be turned around and used against me and my family. So, like, you don't get that level of vulnerability because not only if you take out me, you take out my family too. Yeah. Well, and there's an honesty to this though that like there are you know the sturdy oak fellas that like unhealthily will not deal with them or in in an unhealthy way they deal with their own emotions or just stuff everything down and i think that that this 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 posturing of this characterization or this caricature of a man is reactive in nature to that as well of like of course masculinity has to do with expressing your feelings because they may have societally only ever seen you know the friggin sturdy oak that never talks about anything but like being reactive in nature does not necessarily mean that you're right. Like it said at the beginning, like they're looking for the antithesis of toxic masculinity by going to the baby girl man. Like going from one side of the spectrum to the other does not mean you made a good choice. Like just because it's it's the opposite of the negative things you see doesn't mean that it's 
positive on the other end. Like there's a there's a there's a middle ground that might actually hold a positive uh, a relationship and level of of emotional intelligence and all that different stuff that you don't have to judge it based off a person that's that's willing to wear a man purse and that's why you say that's that's what I'm attracted to. So that's to. what makes this completely unfair, right? Because they are characterizations, right? 100%. So like like Cartoons. if you if you yeah. lump in Sturdy Oak Owen as if he's all men and we need to be protected against. That's literally like a hurricane warning in Florida. And then I board up my windows in Iowa. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like it's happening somewhere. It's not happening to me, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to board up my windows because there's a hurricane in Cuba. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like if you run into a, a boxed in, like emotionally stunted man who refuses to let any type of emotional connection happen, then don't have an emotional connection with him. You shouldn't be with that man. Right. And then that's it. Then it's just done. We're not going to say every man is that way because right. I, I think Ben's right. Across the board, I don't think that's true at all. Like I know a lot of fellas, both who love Jesus and who don't, with varying degrees of emotional intensity depending on who they're with. Yeah, right. Yeah. And, and I, that's a factor too, huge. A huge factor is like who you're with changes the way that you're willing to show your emotions. Because if you're if you're with a part, like someone you're in a relationship with that will use the emotions that you show as a weapon against you, of course you're going to close up. Or if your historical uh, uh, thing to run off of is every relationship you've ever been in that you allowed any kind of emotional intelligence to play through, but then it was used against you, you're going to keep building walls against that and your heart's going to get freaking boarded up to keep you safe. Because believe it or not, dudes need to be emotionally safe too. It's not a it's not a feminine thing to be able to be hurt. Yeah, yeah. So th- that's what I think. I, I think it's. I mean, every every man's like. If you listen to back episodes of the show, we don't generally take it easy on fellas. I like fellas. If you're not doing the job, you should change it. Uh, and that includes being there for your wives right. and being, you know, being able to have conversations that make them feel loved and known and cared for. Uh, and I, yeah, I do expect you to lead and protect your house for sure. Right. Um, and so I, 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 I'm going to grant that none of you are probably dealing with the perfect man for sure. Um, but like, I, I do often wonder how often people mischaracterize others because they didn't have a whole picture. Right, mm-hmm. like you can look at you can look at a um you could look at as a childhood and go like my dad was just he was just sturdy like right. he didn't he didn't have any of these kind of heart to heart conversations with me that I think I were, really would have loved me but like uh, I really would have loved that or, or whatever and maybe that's true and maybe it's an area of growth for that man you never know what his parents were like of course maybe he doesn't even have it modeled for him but like that same sturdiness that doesn't show in the heart-to-heart talk you had made sure that there was always yes. food on the table. Right. It made sure that like um, outside influences that might otherwise neg- point you in the wrong directions never even made it into the front yard mm-hmm. because this dad was doing that stuff. And oh, yeah. So um, everybody's greatest um, everybody's greatest quality always comes with a backside of, of weakness. Right. Um, the people who often are like – you know, are willing to have an independent streak, or also people who tend to have have a blindness because it takes a little bit to be independent. Yep. And so then you you, you tend not to hear things that are the, that are going on, and it's harder to refine that type of person. Greatest strength <clears throat> is also their weakness. And so, um, but it's easy when they say the thing I needed was my was my dad to be able to have this tart conversation with me. And and don't mishear me, he should. Um, but like the things that were otherwise serving you everywhere else, like you just didn't. You didn't have the perfect, probably, but like I'd be real cautious 
on looking at any person, man or woman, and finding a characteristic and, and making them a cartoon. Yeah. Most people are more complicated than that. And even people who are like – I, who can look back and go, I should have been a better husband. I should have been a better father. Um, they start to realize where in order to do or protect one thing, it costs something, and they didn't see it at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and so people's motivations aren't so many clear. There are cartoonish people out there, but like um, I, I just – most people aren't. And so I just – I worry about the characterizations here. I think they're I think they're misleading at best. And I think there's two things here that I would say about this whole Gen Z thing is like Gen Z is still super young. Like these are still very young people. Your opinions are going to change. Like that generational opinion, I guarantee you in 10 years looks very different. It just flat out does. It's like when I was 15 years old, I was not attractive to anybody. Like I was the fat kid in high school. So That's nobody true. paid any attention. Thanks, Mike. Yeah. Uh, nobody paid any attention to me other than, oh, he seems like the big brother. And like he's not he's not anything that I'm like interested in for a relationship. And I recognize that now. Ten years after that, that completely changed. The same women that I went to high school with that wouldn't have given me any time of day started to recognize that like, oh, he's actually like – more of a sturdy enough person that I, I can see like sense of humor started making more sense to them. And the fact that I was kind made more sense to them and all that different stuff. They were just looking for different things. And as time went on and whether it was because they had been hurt by certain people or whether it was they grew up and matured, they cared about different things. And I think that will continue to change. And so I'd be very interesting to see if five years from now, if that's still the same thought process mm-hmm. that the Gen Z really loves this baby girl man, which is a weird phrase to say. But this baby girl man that seems to be super important to them right now, I wonder if that'll change. And the second thing that I would offer is if you want a characterization of what a man should be, find Jesus. Like that's what's such an awesome thing that we have is like you you get a good care you get such a great character characterization of like the attributes of a man that is is sacrificial towards you, that is focused on 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 other than themselves, whether it's the relationship they have with their partner, their, their wife, the relationship with they have with people around them, their children, all that kind of stuff. Like it's it's not a self-centered person. It's a person that's compassionate and kind and sacrificial and merciful and all these different things. Like you want to find a, a, a way to look for the right fella. You find yourself Jesus in your life and then you start to look around and see if there's any guys that are at least trying to look like that and are finding what that looks like. Because that's not, not putting up any Christian guy but just the kind of person that's following after those attributes yeah. to go, I want to look and smell more like Jesus because that's, that is how people should be treated in all relationships and in all connections. Yeah. It's a, while this change has helped bend themselves, because uh, I think, again, it says that it's um, expanding their ability where it's okay to be... Uh, in touch with your feminine side. I, emotional. <laughs> again, I just... I, 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 it's a dumb misrendering of you're what measuring feminine weird and masculine. things. Yeah. yeah, it said it's also been spurned by women's increased independence and well-being. Women today are outpacing men in graduating from college and buying homes and out-earning men in several states. That's because of the patriarchy. <laughs> like, if you're making a case to me uh, that that like there's still this dominating toxic masculinity, none of those things could have been true. Uh, but this guy says women are fiercely independent. Women don't need men, so I think that women have priorities that are better for them. I'm gonna tell you this. You're gonna have a hard time finding a man who wants to be with you if your if your key reaction. I don't mean like like woefully clingy and like desperately can't go on life without someone near you. Okay, but like I I, I need my wife, and I would I have no problem saying that. Um, and I would say it ten times. I my life is better 
fantastically better. And it's a sign of maturity and, and <laughs> a, a more healthy mindset if you're willing and able to healthily admit that you need, I need these people. the people in your relationship. Yeah. Like, independence is not altruistic just because you're on your own. Like, that's not how it was designed to be specifically. Like, as people, we aren't designed to be that way. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I think that, actually, it, it'd be interesting to see... Like, I know that is, we talked about, I want to say we talked about this uh, nine months ago or something, six to nine months ago. And I, there is a, it'd be interesting to figure out what the reality is. There is a lot of posturing, like, I don't, on both sides of the gender, like, yeah. I, don't, I don't need a lady. I don't need no man. Right. Okay. Like, I, I get that. That feels empowering. But, like, at the end of the day, real, are you sure? Like, do you want one? <laughs> like, right. You, right. Like, it, I, most people would still, you know what I'm saying? Uh, the divorce rate's high, but the divorce rate's high because people are still getting married. Yeah, yes, exactly. <laughs> right, yep. Like, I'm granted, the out, the outcome's not what we expect it to be because we're not going to them in a healthy means. But, like, at its core, people are still after this. Yeah. Uh, most kids in high school are still trying to date. They're still trying to, like, pass notes right. and look at people and yep. see who they like. Freaking hormones going crazy, and it sounds like a good idea. Yeah. And so, like, I, I just I, – I know these are things that we say and that you feel like you're supposed to say. I just – I'm really having a hard time. I'm not seeing it play out. Yeah. The people – the people hmm, – the women that I've seen that are fine with being dependent on a man and the man also being dependent on them, a lot of the times that comes because they can trust the person that they're with. And the people that, that are, are – like completely against dependence it's because they've been hurt before it's because they've been with people that they can't trust and people suck like that's just the flat out truth and of course that makes sense that you're going to be walled up against that but like the people that i've seen that don't need to be defined by their independence are because they find enrichment in the relationship they're with because they're with someone that they can trust and someone that loves them that's awesome yeah all right well so go be a man that's worth being trusted. Yeah. Yeah. And, I, and this is the last thing they said in the article. It said the overarching theme is that our rigid gender boxes and stereotypes are damaging and repressive. And again, I will submit to you that the primary defenders of rigid gender boxes are people who are trying to justify gender fluidity <laughs> because the only way to, to otherwise describe how you've become expressing in one thing or another at any given time is by using rigid gender boxes. Yeah. And so, like, there's a great irony in that. I think – take Jesus as the example, the descriptors of Yahweh. Like, um, our notion of gender and uh, – of femininity and masculinity as expressed through scriptures, like, there are differences. But, like, the rigidness of those things as if you cannot you cannot be a woman if you also work the – they always work the land. Right. In fact, I'm having a hard time thinking of any trait that is exclusively <laughs> – any given gender. Right. It was just that, like, to the extent that it expressed itself, this its relationship to your physical yeah. manifestation totally. Right. But, like, nothing is like only men do this, only women feel or look this way. Like, it's a very it's a very privileged position we have to even have these discussions. Most people are like, well, I don't even know what you're talking about. I'm hoeing the garden. I don't know what you're talking about. I've got to go kill dinner. Right. Like, yes. these, these are problems. I don't have time to have trouble with my identity. Right? Yeah. Yes. So, 
Yeah, friggin' King David <laughs> is is a, a warrior and like historically does all of these masculine things as you'd call it in these rigid boxes. But there's also stories of him being so distraught and broken that he rips his friggin' clothes and is like laying on the floor for days just praying in brokenness. Right. Or all the psalms he's writing of like, dude, yeah. I'm in anguish. Yeah. Right, exactly. Yeah, writing poetry yeah. about like my life is in shambles. I'm in anguish. You send like Lord, you allow the, the like the bulls of Bashan to surround me. Like whatever all this different stuff, but is also what like has mighty men underneath his command. Like, but we would look at that and go, oh, that's that's toxic masculinity because David was was a soldier and blah 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 blah. Yeah, here's the thing: you could look at certain parts of his life and go, one hundred percent. That that guy acted like a real jack wagon. Yeah, but well, you can't paint it with just that brush. Right. Right. I mean, like to some point though, like you, are we celebrating like everybody's trying to find like their true self? You know <laughs> what I'm saying? Well, what if your true self is is emotionally withdrawn? <laughs> yeah. You know what if your true self just does that? What if your true self is toxic masculinity? Ooh. Also, what if you suck at figuring out what your true self is? Uh, yeah, <laughs> actually, that, it's a really good question because like um, uh, uh, there is um, there's a prescribed ideal here. Mm-hmm. Um, that like everybody's like you know people have different personalities. Yeah. We got all kinds of sweet quizzes on the online that people can take and go, hey, I'm a this kind of, and yep. you're you're not a this kind of. I'm a Hufflepuff. Yes, but like, I, but here's the thing that it acknowledges is at our bones. People sometimes are different, yeah. and and frankly, you can you can box off the entire United States in about six or seven key personalities, and for the most part, you'll go well. That's pretty close. <laughs> right? You know what I'm saying? And yeah. so, like, this great mystery, like, there's an acknowledgement that, okay, we are kind of implicitly different, mm-hmm. even if by pattern we can land in different boxes. Um, there's not a thousand. Uh, that, like, every every personality quiz I've ever seen, like, is like 10 or under of these distinctions. Right. And sometimes you're in, like, four. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, but also, like, it's not a um, – th- this, this description – and this kind of ideal, what it looks like to be a modern man, is only one. You were right. saying, like, it, you can be a, a perfectly viable contributor, positive man or woman in society, and not be overly expressive in your emotions. That's totally fine. It's, right. it's, it's perfectly all right. Um, and, like, I, there's an, the question is, where did I, our, our, our deal come from that says the best man is, a, is someone that's like a woman? Because, like that's kind of yeah, what they're getting at, right? Someone with an agenda that yeah. has yeah, it's that. a reaction yeah. against what they believe masculinity was <laughs> and how it has offended or hurt them. It right. Is, it, once again, it also comes from a place of extreme privilege, right? Like <laughs> you don't have to you have to worry about somebody being tough. You're like, I don't need you to be tough because other tough people are doing the tough job, right? Like <laughs> yeah, like. At, yeah. And it's tr- it's just flat out uh-huh. true, right? Like you're not defending – like what do you think's going to happen? What do you want to happen when you call the police? Like do you want them to show up and the person's trying to break into your house and you're like, yeah, but I don't want you to be all toxic about it. Well, I'm going to have to let them in. Like they're threatening <laughs> physical things and the only way for me to stop them is to do physical things in a response. Yeah. And so like, I guess what I'm saying is, is like you're – we're creating a stereotype of a guy or like a, a an output of a guy that is only allowed to be because someone else is doing the thing that they're not doing. But it does have to get done. Somebody does have to handcuff that Brutus 
and get him in a car, and he don't want to go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. now what? We're going to just, well, he doesn't want to go, <laughs> so I guess we're just going to leave him in your yard and call us when he calms down and wants to walk in voluntarily. Actually, it, it's interesting. You could even you would even have to bring in a third party, like a guy where you can go, hey, I, I want to see your gentle side. Uh, you don't have to be so tough. The only reason you have the ability mm-hmm. to ask that of him is because he is already tough. Right, because you don't have to worry about whatever the toughness is yeah. that otherwise might be right. doing the yes. things. Like if it's you and this uh, uber feminine fella carrying purses in a kitchen, and there's something going on that requires I don't know a jar opening or a weirdo at the door. Like you can't go. Oh, I'm glad we're both not tough right now. <laughs> like it's because you were in a you were in a protected Mike. To your point, you were in a protected society of which you have the ability to not care about that. But like. Most of the other places in the world, certainly by population, if not necessarily by like industrialization, um, like this is a key role. Yeah, you need someone to ma- to like be able to protect the house, and you and you you can drop that off and go. It's 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 uh, the man's job. He he gets the door at two in the morning when somebody knocks. He's there's no way he sends his wife and kids. So we but we enjoy this in a lot of other ways too, right? Like so, like most of the modern world doesn't have to worry about being a mechanic. Because mm-hmm. someone else is being a mechanic, right. but no one's like, all mechanics are bad. Yeah, right. You know what I'm saying? They're just like, I'm just not a mechanic, you know? And so, but I, I'm not worried about it because there's other mechanics. The same thing is true with some of the traits that they're pulling out of there. Like, I don't want a man, you know, that acts tough. Well, but then you're not only just saying that, you're saying that the tough is actually bad. Yeah, right. yeah. And that, you know what I'm saying? So, like, to be fair, like, we're picking archaic, they're going to sound like archaic examples. Mm-hmm. Of of masculinity, but the truth is, is like you're only allowed to have that opinion because someone is doing all the things that you're not requiring of uh, of the man that you're talking about. Yeah, at my most gracious, I can understand the argument here because a lot of this, a lot of this argument against toxic masculinity, all those different things, are because people and, and people have been hurt by men before. I get that, but like it's a misunderstanding. Of, of a more nuanced situation of how, like, <laughs> life and reality actually goes to where, like, your entitlement that allows you to be so far against this and wanting for the, the baby girl mentality in your men is a misunderstanding of, like, the baby girl mentality of your men and the actors that you just determined are, are the best examples of this are not the same people that laid the concrete road you used to drive to work today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, mm-hmm. they're not the same dudes that, like, allow you to have an electrical grid that you can even get on social media to see what Timothee Chalamet is up to right mm-hmm. now. Like, it's just a misunderstanding of an actual real situation versus the caricature of the comic of, yeah. like, Fred Flintstone plus Al Bundy equals bad man. Yes, yeah, that's right. And I and I don't think, I do, I do think um, media's not helped us here. No. Uh, and, and frankly, I there are, there is an extent to which men have, I think, reacted to cartoon versions of themselves yeah. and apologized as if they were actually doing that. Right. I know very— no, I would here, never want to act like that. Here's the thing. I'm primarily surrounded by Jesus-following fellas. Okay, so the reality is, is like, I actually don't—I I don't see this very often. Right. I see a lot of guys who wear heavy burdens trying to be the best men they can um, and to serve their wives and to serve their children and to try to be this this— very difficult amalgamation of like perfect man, perfect woman, but in a dude's body. Right. Uh, who's all these the different hybrid. things. Like the thing that Jesus is. The thing that right. Jesus is. This is the burden that they're carrying. And so I, I don't know a lot of real schmucks. Like I've met some, but on balance, these aren't the 
These aren't the people that I'm seeing. And the question is, is a lot of times I'm, I'm um, we, 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 I don't want to go into it here. I don't think, but like, um, if you if you were asking women from like marriages 50 years ago, like a lot of these ladies, they're not unhappy with the the marriage that they're having. They don't mind their sturdy oak Owen. Right. Like this man was great. Right. He put right because because the way that they've measured the world was on different terms. Mm-hmm. Um and be and I think to a point of privilege, to a point of um of freedom and, and being separated from key skills or like actually things that produce value into the world, um, you can start measuring men differently until you're gonna get to a point when you don't have and we're seeing this in the trades right now, you don't have enough people to do the work. And right. can a can a woman go do be an electrician? Absolutely. Yep. Kill it. No problem. I know very quite a few excellent yeah, lady right, electricians. Right. Absolutely. Because it's not a masculine trait to be good at understanding electricity and all of its workings. That's no, right. no. And but it is interesting um that there are things that are um traditionally masculine like there are like again the vast majority of people going into engineering jobs yeah, are right. dudes stem yeah yeah Va- vast majority of doctors are also asian and indian so i mean right. like I, again i know no one likes this but like these propensities have something to them right. vast ma- vast majority of nurses are ladies there's plenty of very competent excellent male nurses yeah but vast majority of nurses are women why women tend to be people who are, are better at caring for others like there's yeah. a reason we talk about battlefield surgery. These are dudes who are like, I, we got to hack it off. Right. This and- is actually this is actually the plus in the man's column that never gets acknowledged. Right. But most of the, of the male uh, population is okay with what they're good at, and not longing to take over any other space. Mm, yeah. Right. Like so. Like if if you know if if someone let's say if it's another dude says, hey, I designed a garden, and I need to build it. The guy's like, great, I'll go get the stuff. I'll drive the truck in. I'll dig the hole. There's horrible jobs, you know. Yeah. Anything to keep me from being on the hook for designing this garden. Yeah. Because I'm not, I look at a garden and I don't see plots of carrots and beans and sprouts. I look at it and go, I can't wait till somebody tells me what they want to do with this garden, <laughs> and then I will get the stuff. Yeah, I'll it. execute on it. Right, and and like. Once again, archaic example, but very true for most men in most situations. Nobody is sitting in the truck, driving the garbage truck, and going, man, if someone would just ask me about our foreign policy, I feel like I could really make some gains. You know? Like, that's just it. They're just like, yeah, I drive the truck. (laughs) Right. Actually, the predominance of really nice trucks uh, around here for people who are working jobs of which you're like, I don't know how these people are affording these nice trucks. Um, are largely from fellows who are like, that's all they wanted. They actually don't even mind doing the work that they're doing for 40 years. They're just like, boy, if I could, if I could get a pretty decent truck, I would keep doing this. No problem. Yes. Like they doesn't, like they're not posturing way beyond their, but here's the thing. It's an interesting male trait for that to be true because it has to be to be able to do some of the levels of sacrifice. Some of the, like, again, like who wants to dig concrete all like who wants to pour concrete all day, every day. Nobody goes like, I love this. But they yeah. go, it's worth it. Look at right. this. Look what I can do with this thing that I'm going to earn, and I'm going to sacrifice my back and my time and all this stuff. And like that is still happening today. And like I, and again, there's a lot of people in notional. I, I have an emotional job. I work, <laughs> I work on a desk. 
Uh, and but here's the thing: it's not fulfilling. It's not like I don't. I, I, it's it's fake. I'm not sure whether we actually produce any good value in the world. I wish I did. I hope so. <laughs> but yeah, I don't, I don't we got to so. find stuff outside of the job to get exactly that. Yes. So, but, but here's the thing: as I like, uh, I, as I continue to pray every day, Lord, if you can, you got anything that feels like it creates more value in the world, I'd be, I'll go do it directly for half the money. I don't care. But like for now. I feel like I'm supposed to still be doing the thing I'm doing, surrounded by the people I'm surrounded by, using the proceeds to otherwise fund the things that are important to me, like my wife and my children, to go do the things that they want to be able to do and to set set them up for flourishing and success. Yeah, right. And so I'm not suffering by any means, but like, is it the ideal state? No, no, probably not. I'd probably do something different with myself. Mm. All right. All right. Hey, maybe, uh, I don't know if you got any thoughts, feedback for us on that. Uh, use the live from the path complaint line, 515 517 Zero zero eight five. Uh, maybe if there's an overarching caution, I guess um, I just be cautious on the language changes. Like just because someone has said it, just because fifteen people said it, doesn't mean you have to accept the premise. I I reject the premise of toxic masculinity. I uh, certainly acknowledge uh, toxic people, which yes. can be men and also can be women. All over. I us. also recognize that like in people's individual circumstances cause them to say. Uh, I was harmed by a man or I was mistreated by a woman, uh, by a woman and all women suck. Right. And uh, women are this and women are that. That isn't the reality. I would never talk about women that way because like right. it's obviously not true that all of them are one way or the other. And uh, and again, I, I would also be cautious as the, 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 the three of the four characteristics you listed, I would have perfectly agreed with belong to a man. Like just not the premise. If you go, oh, he's changing. Now men are honest. What do you mean? <laughs> I, I didn't think... Baby girl mentality is honesty. An honest man. So dumb. Like, primarily they're pointing to a guy who's, who feels like he's more emotionally open. And again, I would, I, would, I would refine the question to span, not necessarily whether they're emotionally open, but to how many people and in what way is probably the right question. Uh, and, I, and secondly, like, his willingness to dress effeminently, of which, like, I don't know, if you want to... <laughs> but yeah, like, I, I just, like this. It, that's a that's a cultural thing, right? Uh, but Roman dudes wore dresses yes, for right, our exactly. standards. Yes, okay, right. so this is a cultural issue. Uh, if suddenly we switch and everyone's wearing togas again, like I'm not for it. But okay, <laughs> like, like my Levi's. <laughs> yeah, but that, yeah. that doesn't make him not a man. <laughs> and also, some of the things you're talking about, like bashful looks looks attractive on Timothy Chalamet. Bashful doesn't look attractive on Mike. If I tried the same like <laughs> yeah, actions, it's because you're a producer of yeah, things. So, no. but that's what I'm saying. It's like if I tried the same things he's trying, like wore a fancy outfit and then tried to act bashful and stuff. Like I would, it's not attractive to anybody. No, no women in general you wouldn't have like, the wife. It's you attractive got. on him because he's an attractive man. Yes, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. And an actor. <laughs> Yeah, but like I'll, his job is to be pranced around in pretty things and to be looked at. But I think Mike's yeah. point is is that like they're 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 kind of prescribing back into an onto an entire gender something that beautiful people get away with. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. yeah. Of the of the entire male population, the dudes you're talking about make up less than one of one of one of one percent. Yeah, like we one, only zero, got zero, like zero, a couple zero, zero, Timothy zero, Chalamets roaming the earth. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That are this level. Where like he, if he would walk into a room, I'd be like, hot dang, that's a good looking man. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> and here's and here's what's interesting is that like if you were to ask a man in general, a man would say uh, he any given lady he would be like she's a seven. Most do, <laughs> any given lady would look at most men and go three. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like the skill it's imbalanced. 
it's imbalanced on like who, how many people can get away with this type of behavior. Yeah. Uh, there just aren't near as many pretty dudes who can get away with stuff as there are pretty ladies who can get away with stuff. Like the odds are not in your favor, sir. Yeah. I'd stick with the corduroy. And that's all dumb anyway. My wife thinks I'm attractive and I'm not. That's true. So like that means nothing. I say, Lord, send the blindness. That, that maybe took it a bit far. Anyway, if the, if the if 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 the the premise of this article was Gen Z is decided that they're looking for men that are mature. Yep, makes sense. Sure, sounds, makes sense. Sounds good. Yep, baby and, girl. Dad, now here's dudes. the here's the thing I would submit though. If you're looking for this man, just know this man. I hope he know he recognizes the value that he brings to society and is not willing to do active engagement in relationships. Of which some of the things that you're evaluating him on, he might be like, no, I don't want involved in a relationship of which, like, if I if 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 we can't be together because I'm not willing to carry a purse into this brunch, right? Let eight brunch at all. What kind of privileged conversation is this? <laughs> uh, Bottomless mimosas. Right, but like, uh, if that's if if you say if you're not willing to do this and I want to be with you, then a good man will go, great. I'm glad we got that out of the way, yeah. and so I can go find something else. Right. Yeah. Like the types of guys that you really want to engage with are not going to put up with this type right. of behavior. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I don't carry a purse around, but our bills are paid. It's like, oh, cool. It's I like, think I'll take the bills what paid. A weird distinction of the purse and the, you know. Like someone meets you and you're like, are you paying out of a wallet? Right. Yeah. In your back you're pocket not even like really, an ape? Right. Do you realize how much space you could have if you carried around a bag of some sort? I would at least very do, socially and culturally charged to be I would do a feminine? backpack way before I would do a purse. The purse yeah. is a big mess. But like a backpack's got pockets. It's yeah. got some places to organize some stuff. Yeah. Like just out of sheer practicality. I just find nothing practical about a purse. I hate that my wife carries it. Carpenter pants are a man purse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. They got plenty of pockets. Got so much They're room on you. And but here's the thing. Again, do you th- like think of how shallow think um the, these these measures are? If I wore a purse, am, am I am, am I woke now? Like and it's like obviously someone you would look, would at, look at. They would go. Uh, you it, by any objective measure you would go no sir that does not qualify how many things can i do where i become this the and 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 rightly they would go no sir we know you don't agree with our ideology or whatever and so you you don't fit into our category because these these binary indicators purse no <laughs> purse like wig no wig whatever it is dress no dress right right because they recognize that i would like it's an appropriation of whatever your lifestyle is and that's this is that's the whole point of what i'm saying is like your ability to go what's manly what's non-manly is so shallow and binary you would recognize if i attempted to be woke by doing all these like indicator things that's what you're doing going the other direction like it's not a helpful conversation and like these are the greatest propagation of uh, of misgendering and like being so binary and hard nosed, the very thing you're you're fighting against, you're you're maintaining and creating. Yeah, and here's the thing: is like to to a good man, like some of this is offensive, right? You've boiled me down to short hair, right? You're like, well, short hair and leg hair. This is what defines you. You know what I'm saying? And like, and just to say the same thing as the baby girl guy who's like, you know what defines you? Whether you're willing to carry the purse and whether on date two, you're willing to spill the beans about your upbringing mm-hmm. and, right. and, and, and lament it again, right? But here's the thing. Like, 
emotionally available. This is tough, right? Because let's say I just balled this thing out not last week. I'm like, I finally figured out my troubles with my with my dad and like some stuff that shouldn't have happened when I was younger. And then like now I'm in a relationship with you and you're like, reopen all the wounds. And I'm like, I cried them all out. Like I'm I'm not I, I just don't have it. I'm not upset about it anymore. Well, you're not upset about enough things. You're emotionally unavailable. I'm like, well, how many things do you want me to be mad at or or cry about? Right. right? Like, I don't understand. Like, basically, you're saying to be emotionally available, you need to wallow in your stuff for long periods of time in case you meet more people. <laughs> yeah, you and then move you can pass that. You can wallow in it again. That's hard to take in. Yeah, emotionally emotionally intelligent and available doesn't mean cyclically dealing with things over and over again. Yeah. Right, that you have an unhealthy relationship with your emotions or your past yeah. or your trauma or whatever it is. Right. Like, I'm not showing my feminine side if I don't every week talk about how much I miss my parents. And is this what we want to lay on women? Like we're encouraging no. you to never like resolve like hurts? We would just want you to be broken all the time right. so you have something to talk about? What a crappy way to talk about ladies. That's terrible. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, right. Like as much as this is offensive on or can be on the man side, like these stereotypical descriptions of women, like are, are just going, as offensive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Hmm. It's just it's it's an overreaction. It's I've been in the desert for so long and in heat and had no water. Now I need to go drown myself in an ocean. It's like no, you don't need to go all the way to the other side of this. Like there's something in the middle here. Stop being reactive in nature and expecting this baby girl man to be the way that fixes your relationship and the way you look at men because of the toxicity you've seen beforehand. Not toxic masculinity, toxicity in people that suck. I don't know if we can publish this one, Phyllis. You're listening to Life in the <laughs> Hey, here's the what I'd be interested in hearing is if if there are any women out there that would like to to send us a text message or uh, send us a voicemail. Again, if you call us, you're not actually going to get Ben or me or Mike or Dan on the phone. You're just going to be able to leave voicemail. So please take advantage of that so we can see that. I'd love to hear uh, a woman's perspective on this to see if we're just being men that, of course, we don't understand where you're coming from. Like, use the Life in the Bath complaint line to let us know if if there's something we're missing. We'd like to hear your perspective as well. Yeah, Buva just he, he basically is saying he. Pre- Presumes you're already on your phone texting anyway. I don't know if that's because I don't know if you're that's a lady. What that was? That's rude. See, so, see, thing is, after all this, <laughs> Dan's like, now you guys been talking for thirty minutes. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, if there's a woman who wants a girly man, I mean, I don't want that kind of woman. Yeah, you know. So we're both kind of in a bad spot, right? You know. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I mean, yeah. nothing about nothing about a woman who's looking for a girl or man is attractive to me. Yeah, right. Nothing, and it well, does. It's not a sign of of maturity on the woman's part. Yeah. If anything, it's the opposite. And yeah. I suppose if that's the man you want, then I, you know, okay, there's some out there. There's all for all kinds, right? right. But the thing, but the thing is, is like to demonize right the man you don't. Yeah. As if he is the worst ever because that's just not your brand of coffee. Yeah. Right. Because we are talking some of that. Like your brand of coffee is uh, an emotionally guy you know that carries purse and has a strong jawline i don't know uh, and so like but once again like if we're being fair to most of the man population we've got like two chalamets in the world the rest of us are we don't have this to offer you like literally like we I don't know brad pitt that's what i'm saying i tell, tell you what, i went a couple weeks ago to uh the symphony candlelight uh deal of uh, vivaldi was, oh yeah it was awesome yeah and uh, in, in, I was with my wife and, and uh, my oldest daughter, and, and sitting in front of us is this dude in a, a skirt who was the most effeminate man I've, you know, yeah, uh, uh, all the things, right? And he was with a girl, and, and they were just having the greatest time. Yeah. And I sat there and I thought, you know what? She would not like me. 
<laughs> you know? And I was trying to make sure I liked them. I didn't. Yeah. I, mean, I had no reason not to, other than it just uh, he was so feminine. I just wanted to slap him. To be honest, I'll be honest. I just wanted to shake him and say, "Dude, come on!" We just, just wanted did. to slap. Him. I just did. <laughs> you didn't get slapped enough, but uh, you know. <laughs> Toxic, toxic danonidity. <laughs> oh, does, does that sound toxic? I mean, <laughs> I'll show you toxic. You didn't get slapped enough. Usually, never sounds right. But I mean, I get what you're saying. I'm just joking. Yeah, yeah. of course. For the record, for the uh, you right. know uh, complaint line. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> Dan doesn't actually want to hit you. No, I didn't. I, I was actually praying for them the whole time. Yeah. They could, they they seemed like they were having a good, enjoyable time. Yeah. You know. But I thought, obviously, like. Us two couples wouldn't mix well. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. we're looking for different things in life. And yeah. Like, eh, which is okay. We're both enjoying music. So we came together under Vivaldi some brings Vivaldi. The people Vivaldi. Seasons. brings people of all walks together. <laughs> all right. 515-517-0085. Call or text. I, I, that's, I don't know. We, we spend all our time on uh, yeah. on man babies. Uh, yeah. Mike, you got any oh, advice? On man babies. What was it called? Baby girl. Oh, same. Uh, Wasn't I pretty close? <laughs> I don't know. Just I man like babies sounds weird. Either one of them are just kind of weird. <laughs> yeah, baby so. girl doesn't sound great, but man I babies. I feel weird having said the phrase baby girl so many times, to be honest with you. <laughs> yeah, I checked out. I, I was, uh, yeah, I was I, doing push-ups. That is... <laughs> Mental push-ups. <laughs> Jumping jacks. Dan was smacking people in his mind. <laughs> okay, you ready? Yeah. Let's see if we can offend a separate group of people now. <laughs> Dear life from the path. My husband and I have been together almost 20 years. Slap him. I used to be happy in our relationship, but over the last year or two, he has changed. He gives me no physical affection and constantly showers love on his new dog. (laughs) That took a turn. I was not expecting the puppy in the life. Okay. When I ask for more affection, he accuses me of being jealous of the dog. I'm not. I love the dog, too. I'm just sick of asking for more from him and not getting it. I used to feel hurt. Now I feel like maybe I should end our marriage. His lack of affection or compliments has turned me cold to him. What should I do? So, so, so by affection, she's not necessarily talking sexual action or anything, Ooh. but just, just he's just not being okay. masculine, sounds, or, right? I mean, just nice. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like there's just no, like, they're roommates, and he has yeah. a dog. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to take, take a quick situation. We got a dog over uh, <laughs> over Christmas. And, I love uh, that dog more than I love my wife. I, well, I, here's what I have noticed about my behavior. When I leave the house... I say goodbye to the dog. <laughs> the first person I say hello to, the first being that I say hello to when I come home is the dog. Now, I'm going to tell you why, though. I figure it out. It's because the dog's happy to see me. Yeah. I come in, and the dog is ecstatic <laughs> that course. I'm home. There were Every, no problems pretty, during the day. Pretty quintessential dog relationship. Yeah. <laughs> you could literally leave the house, forget your keys, turn back around, and the dog like, is like, oh, oh, sweet <laughs> Moses, you're back, Dad. <laughs> right. The dog is super excited. And so uh, it took me about a week, and I caught on. <laughs> like I'll be like, all right, all right, Bosco, I'm heading out. <laughs> and he's like sitting there shaking his butt. And my whole family is like <laughs> over here in the living room. Father. And I, I, I noticed I did it. Dad? <laughs> well, actually, here's the thing. I also, I, I'm more prone to doing it with my younger kids because if I go, hey, I'm leaving, those two kids will still come tearing out from like two rooms away. I'm like, Dad, I'll, I'll bye. I have a good time wherever yeah, right. you're going. Right, they're excited. And so I, I, I say all that to say uh, sometimes, sometimes you, you just innately reciprocate. When people are happy to see you, you're happy to see them. When people um, feel – when you feel like you're appreciated I, – I get it's a shallow relationship with the dog, but follow me. Like you're more likely to go to places where you're not at risk 
where the your affection is well received. And so I, I, I do I guess I'm cautious perhaps as to are we getting a full are we getting a full rendering right. of like how have you reacted to this man? Are you are you accusing him of simple of uh, not, not being affectionate with you, like I want more affection, Dale, or whatever. Like, because I mean, that's I'm not sure that's going to have the reaction that no. you're after. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, it's it's rare, it's rare for a man to withhold physical intimacy unless one uh, he can't stomach it, like it feels improper to him because he he simply is not in a in a good relationship with his wife. Um, two, he's having troubles in that area and is not yeah. able to do that, and he's ashamed of it. Three, he's cheating on you. These are the three basic options as to why a man would withhold physical intimacy. <laughs> like otherwise, these don't tend to be the types of problems that men are having unless they're in those three buckets. And so, um, I would be I would be wary that you're telling a whole story, or I'd ask you to look at: Are you treating this man in such a way outside of the request for physical intimacy? That like he's excited to see you. He feels like you're excited to see him. That like he's he feels I don't not safe, but he feels like respected and cared about in this relationship. See, that's what I was trying to decide if it was a physical intimacy thing or if it's just like he doesn't cuddle, he doesn't say nice things. Hey, the house looks nice today, or whatever mm. it is she does, mm-hmm. whatever her roles are. Uh, like your hair today, I see you did something different, and she's just feeling kind of alone, and maybe he's well, feeling. Be. Uh, left out somewhere in whatever he's right. looking for. Yeah. And so he's reciprocating by, well, I'm going to hold that back, even if it's unconscious, you know. And, and so they're kind of holding back from each other. But the dog doesn't hold anything back. Right? Yeah, right. And, and and which is kind of what you've been saying. I mean, yeah. it, it, it's a, and, and I get that. I have a, I have a dog and yeah. I like, I love my little buddy. He's my little buddy. buddy. <laughs> he's my buddy. And, and, and he doesn't hold anything back. You know, he just right. loves me. Um, and uh, not that my wife doesn't, but, but uh, yeah, there's times I've kind of wondered like, man, I really, really, Really like this dog. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, the, here's yeah. the, the dog does not have the frailties of human emotions or bad days or whatever. The dog yeah. is just always I'll never disappoint. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, it, it, and I don't think that the 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 acquiring of the dog is why things changed. Like he didn't mm-hmm. get a dog and then go, well, but I don't care about my wife anymore. Mm-hmm. Like if you're saying you were in a loving marriage for so many years, twenty years, it sounded like, and yeah. in the last year and a half, things have changed. Like. There's very possibly one, an event that could have happened a year and a half ago that changed the dynamics of your relationship. Yeah. Or something happened a long time ago or had been building up and it finally spilled over a year and a half ago. Yeah. And your husband is now going, well, I guess I tried for years and years and years or she tried for years and years and years or whatever. I, it, I'm done. I'm done trying. Like there's a lot of different possibilities here. But like there's there's something to be said that like if at one point in time you did have a, a loving marriage and you guys were doing good and things like that, things will ebb and flow and there's a chance that something ebbed and it never flowed back. Mm-hmm. Like things did not correct themselves. The path did not get corrected in something dramatic that happened to the two of you or something normal happened to you two. You just didn't handle it well enough. Yeah. And so there's a there's there's space for in a healthy relationship a conversation to be had where it's not just bickering and saying you know you know uh john i need more intimacy from you or i need to feel like you love me again like there's there's a give and take here that needs to happen to goes hey like i think we'd both agree that we want to be in a loving marriage where we both feel appreciated and we both feel satisfied and we both feel like we're not the enemy of the other what kind of things do you think are existing in our current relationship or things that might have changed and dynamics that may have shifted that says that that's no longer true? And how can we find a way back to a place where we both feel love 
loved and appreciated and respected and and cared about and important in this relationship because that's in, that's those are all very important things. And those for are all things that kind of just quo. kind of sink. I mean, you know, absolutely. I mean, yes. you know, you got to work at it, right? Or, exactly. Or you, and yeah. Twenty years down romance the road, you realize you weren't keep. doing it. Yeah. yeah, romance is not easy to keep. Intimacy yeah. is not just inherently uh, going to happen. Like it's work that needs mm-hmm. to be done. And if work was done in one part and not on the other, that can get distressing for the for one party. Suddenly you have a new puppy and everything's woo, right. Fresh exactly. and exciting. Yeah, even, and, and if it yeah. was so fragile that a puppy can throw off the intimacy of your marriage, yeah. let's root cause this and realize that that's not it. It wasn't you got a puppy and your husband started hating you. Yeah. Or stop touching you. Like there was something that happened that, I, like, yeah. I, actually, it's more likely that when you got the puppy, you realized the difference. Like, exactly. You yes. hadn't seen that man smiling and excited, yeah, right. and now he is. Yeah. Now John notice. smiles when he's around, you know, Fido, but can't stand when he's around me. Yeah. What is what's Fido doing differently than I'm doing? Yeah. Okay. Secular says uh, the question was, uh, what should I do? His lack of affection or compliments has turned me cold to him. Secular says something has changed. Your husband appears to be using the dog to stay away from you. If you can, try to get him to agree to a session with a licensed marriage and family therapist to discuss your issues. What a demonization there. Make sure they have a license. If he refuses, schedule some appointments for yourself to help you rationally decide whether you want to remain married under the circumstances. Wow. If the answer to that question turns out to be no, gather as much information about the assets you and your husband share. Oh, my gosh. After almost 20 years of marriage and contact an attorney. Secular says, here's the five steps to get divorced. Oh, Jeez. Man. I mean. One, determine if you want a divorce. If yes, move on. Oh. Like, let's say that they got married young, you know, 20, 25, something like sure. that, right? So 20 years of marriage, we're putting you at 45. Let's say that you had some kids, <laughs> uh-huh. you know, and like. Around 45 to 50, like your whole life is kind of changing. Your kids are moving out. Your health is moving, especially in for ladies. And like your relationship is starting to look completely different. And secular's first advice is to gather the assets. Go to family counseling, <laughs> like because he loves the dog. This yeah. seems like an over overreaction. Right, the dog Forgetting. is a way to distance from you. Yeah. Is such a ridiculous statement. This whole good times and in bad. Ah, threw that out. Who <laughs> goes like, to the animal shelter and goes? I really need to get away from my wife. Where are the Dobermans? <laughs> Holy cow! I mean, that is talk rough. about talk about a cartoon of a of a person. Yeah, like yeah, especially oh. like again at that amount of time. Um, she didn't say, "Hey, we only stuck together for the kids," because like I like I could get it right, but she that didn't say she didn't say any of that stuff, mm-hmm. and so it does feel like even if that was not the case, like how easily you're willing to throw away twenty years worth of marriage instead of going something changed. We need to get to the like, yeah, let's get to the root of that, and like this is maybe even a time of life change, which is complicating the matter. So this may not be easy. It may not be quick. But, like, for heaven's sakes, are we really under the assumption that it can't be worth it? That's just crazy to me. I don't know if I would see a T-shirt that I've had for 20 years and be able to give it up that easily. (laughs) That's just nuts to me. But here's a crazy idea. I mean, it it could be that... um I thought I was totally fine. What I was gonna say, the, the, oh, she's looking at the, the the dog and saying, well, "How come you're so alive around this dog?" And it, maybe she should be asking, "Why don't I make him alive like right. that dog does?" <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, yes. are, are you, you an know, emotional vampire for the past doing, ten years? You know? Yeah, exactly. It could be her. You know, it's not just him, the jerk. Yeah, the dog doesn't nag at me every second about things that are out of my control yeah. or don't even matter. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Oh, gosh. Yeah, totally. Yes, uh, which it's it's totally a couple's conversation. I would not yes. presume. That it all exists on the guy. People right. don't tend to act counter to their self-interest. And again, 
it's it's a bit stereotypical, but like most guys are not withholding. Not only even if it wasn't like full on intimacy, the things that lead up to it. Uh, if, if guy's not dumb. He's been married for twenty years, and right. so like open doors are generally things fellows are willing to walk through. Um, and so if that's not happening. Uh, it, it could just be him. And again, there might be reasons for that that he's embarrassed about or something. But like I also would submit people don't – oftentimes people will look at say, how could someone treat me so poorly? And like a lot of times it's counter to what people actually want if if that were their motivation. Mm-hmm. And so it's there's always something else happening. There's there's something else going on there that if you could get to, you at least will have a way forward. It, it's very rare that people are like – extremely vindictive like that they don't they they may not act in your best interest but they tend not to act counter to their own mm-hmm. and that kind of thing is counter to their own best interest yeah. and so I, I just i think it's deeper than that okay last one ready yep dear live from the path my boyfriend just started his first year of college we've been together for about a year and a half he isn't super far away but his mom is restricting us from seeing each other quotes too often Every time I go to visit him, I pay for my own train ticket. I don't really think my visiting him is affecting her in any way. We both want to be respectful of her and her wishes, but when it's possible to see him, I'd like to be able to. A relationship is hard to maintain seeing each other only once a month. He does come home for breaks and some weekends, which I am grateful for. I just don't feel she should be making these choices for us. I want to communicate to her about this, but I don't want to seem disrespectful or rude. What should I do? So that so, so this person hops on a train once a month to see her boyfriend in a college in a different place, and the mother is saying that she can't see him more often than once. I feel like once a month is is pretty good for a long distance relationship. I, don't I, I guess I don't understand. She's stopping them from seeing. Right? Yeah. Time? Like it doesn't sound like there's any actual stopping. Like is she at the train station saying no? No. I think yeah. she's just like, look, you need to be not hanging out with each other too often. And it sounds not like the son, yeah. more than anything, it sounds like the son is the problem here because he's going, yeah, mom, you're right, or I'm afraid of my mother and I'm therefore not allowing my girlfriend to come see me. Because like it doesn't sound like mom is like physically stopping girlfriend from going. Uh, this could, I mean, you can look at this a couple different ways, and it's hard not, without knowing the cast of characters. Right, yeah. yeah. Let's say it's a good mama. Yeah. She's, she's a good mama. Why, she could wants- she, why would she possibly set this restriction? Maybe the chick sucks. One. Could be. Two. Could be. And there's gonna, she's a college. There's going to be others. Yeah, true. And maybe, maybe her- he's bad at school, and there she's trying go. to give him the best chance yeah. to be a good college student <laughs> yep. and not be constantly bugged by a girlfriend who shows up on yeah. train. Maybe she's paying for the college. And yeah. he's easily distracted. <laughs> right, yes. Maybe like, she knows he has a puppy. He'll ignore her anyway. Yeah, right. You know, just get a dog. That happens a lot. Any... It does. <laughs> Guys buy dogs to distance themselves from their relationship. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, their relationship or, with the same Bernard. Let's say it's not a good mama, right? Like she, her motivations could be completely different. Yeah, right. She Trying finds the new girlfriend to be a threat. Yeah, right. And she hates any that... women in his life because she was terrible and he would run away from her. Yeah, yeah. I this one I think is a bit tough to answer without understanding the cast of characters. Is his name the Water Boy? <laughs> I love Vicky Valancourt. <laughs> um So this is a grown man, not by any actual standards, but like is legally in college is probably eighteen plus. Yeah. Mom kinda doesn't really have much say, especially since he's not living with her if he's away at college. Yeah. I, I'd look at the dude and go like, hey, man, are you allowing your mom to stop your girlfriend from coming and seeing you? If you think you're in a relationship that you want to see your girl more often, tell your mom to shove off. 
And maybe that's a conversation. Not rudely, the, but like, just be like, right. But, but they can have that. And if mom's paying, she can say, well, then I'm not going to pay. Right, exactly. And then they can have that con- decision that's like, okay, it's worth that to me. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Or not. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I mean, that I think this is fair. There's, there's, <laughs> there are a lot of different characters that could be cast this way and like in, in weird lights and bad lights and good lights. And so it, it's almost. You, yeah. you definitely need to know more. But on like, this mom's assuming there's like no women on the college campus that will distract him. You know, if that if the if that's, distraction, yeah, exactly. Yeah. If the distraction is the problem. Like, yeah. But if your girlfriend's just bad for you, it's like I can understand why mom the vine, is maybe. like, hey, yeah, I'm trying to get trying to get Jimmy away from Vicky because Vicky's terrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and she has more wisdom, obviously, than yeah. than. I think I, I suppose like some general advice, I guess, if whether you're a good, a well motivated mom or not a well motivated mom. Like, uh, I, I mean, there's some things you're not going to be able to protect your college-age right. son from. Yep. You know, like... You had 18 years. You don't want them to go to college their first year and, and screw it all up and right. waste a bunch of money and fail their classes and blah, 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 blah. But if they're going to do it, they're probably going to do it. Yeah. You know? And so, like, there's some things you can keep your kids from and there's some things that you can't. Mm-hmm. And so there is... I don't know. There's a there's a balance in there, right? And like, I, like sometimes that that line is hard to hard to set, right? And hard to determine. And so, like, um, I I don't know. It, it, there like, so there's just some information missing. But if you yeah. think that he is in danger of being too distracted and not uh, going his college, I would one for sure make sure that he's paying for it. Yes, exactly. Uh, he needs to see those consequences. Yeah, yeah, and it's not because you're like you know you want him to to be poor or you don't you're worried about him wasting your money, but like you know you're not done teaching merely because he's done not done living at your house, and so like if he lacks some experience in paying for his own consequences, like right. screwing up his school and hanging out with his girlfriend all the time, and that's it. Then uh, I mean, you probably you might want to let him do it. Right, you, you constantly hold an umbrella over him, but he doesn't have the ability to get an umbrella for himself. He might just need to be out in the rain for a bit. Yeah, <laughs> I think one of the the big steps in a transition to an adult relationship between a parent and a child is you, you need to sit down and be able to have a, a an uncomfortable, tough conversation. Yeah, and just let let's everybody throw your stuff. We're all on equal terms here. We're all adults. We're all peers now. And let's put everything out on the table, see what see where it goes, see what the consequences are of that. Everybody makes their adult decisions, but yeah, there's no but there's no controller here anymore. You know, right. mom doesn't get the control. Um, she gets to control her money, but but yeah. but not yeah. Right, absolutely, yeah, yeah. not their lives. So if, if girlfriend shows up and Timmy fails his first semester of college because of that situation, mom shouldn't pay for that anymore. Yeah, yeah. and that's frankly still on Timmy. Right? right, that's not yeah. even the girlfriend's problem. That's and, Timmy doing what he's supposed to be doing, and that's yeah. any situation, not just bad girlfriends showing up and distracting Timmy. Like Timmy just yeah. sucks in general at education or doing the, with, like what he needs to do. Mom doesn't pay for school anymore. I suppose either way in this conversation, Timmy sucks. Like one, either you're letting your mom run your <laughs> Timmy, relationship. You suck. <laughs> you're letting your mom run your relationship, which uh, means that you have not. Uh, you're not handling your own And you shouldn't situation. be in a relationship with anyone else. Or two, your mom's right and you're too easily distracted. You can't do your homework unless someone locks you in a room and keeps all distractions out. Either way, Timmy, you need to do better than you're doing. Yeah, you should probably come back and do a community college year nearby mom. For sure. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, Segular says. Oh, excited for this. Your boyfriend's mother wants to be sure her son concentrates on his education with as few distractions as possible. 
She may also be fearful that the two of you are becoming intimate before you are mature enough to manage the consequences. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. If you are smart, you will refrain from having the discussion you are contemplating. If the visitation schedule is too restrictive, your boyfriend is the person who should talk to his mom about yeah. it. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, I think we can agree with that. And you should get married as soon as possible so that you can take my five-step uh, process in getting a divorce. So you can look <laughs> at the assets you've accrued over the six months of marriage, determine whether or not you still want to be in the marriage, and then get divorced as soon as possible as long as the person you're you're consulting is licensed. If you're interested in Buva's ebook, How to Get Divorced <laughs> Quickly... Texas on the Life from the Path Complaint Line. Bob Eisenlauer, uh, Life from the Path Complaint Line, 515-517-0085. Call or text. We would love to hear from you. Uh, we're going to turn you over into your what is likely righteous anger at this episode. We will see you when we see you. In the meantime, be faithful in the means. God will handle the ends. You've been listening to Live from the Path. <laughs>